Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that chasing health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. Chris and I are back with another one of our coaches from the team, Coach Dolly. So excited to bring her onto the show. She is one of our most amazing coaches, and her clients absolutely love her. Um, she always is never fails to go above and beyond for each and every one of her clients, which you'll hear in this episode as well. But Dolly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, of course. So, you know, as we're kind of just like getting started, you know, obviously I just, you know, think it's important to start with before we get into the coaching and like the clients and things like that, like just want to hear from you. Like, do you mind telling everyone like your story and like, how did you get to where you're at today in terms of like wanting to be a coach and like, you know, evolving to who you are today? Yeah. I mean, I started, I worked in insurance, auto insurance for, oh my gosh, 13, 14 years. <laughs> so I worked in an office. I had really low expectations of myself, I guess, growing up. Because I always told myself if it was an indoor job, it was a dream job because I didn't want to be outside. <laughs> and now I've shifted. Like, I want to be outside. I want my time. I don't want to be tied to a desk Monday through Friday from eight to five. It's miserable. <laughs> so I kind of pushed into like things that I love. And I went through a coaching course myself with a coach and it was my first coach ever. <clears throat> but I was pushed out of my comfort zone. And I was, I taught and learned by myself. I like pushed myself through it. But um, it's okay to be uncomfortable. You don't have to be comfortable all the time and it's okay to want bigger things in life. And so I just kept pushing myself. Um, and through that coaching course, I pushed myself out of my job. <laughs> I pushed myself to do things that I knew that I would enjoy. I built up confidence myself knowing that I can make my own money in my own zany little ways that I do. Um, but coaching has been the most fulfilling thing, um, <laughs> because I just enjoy seeing the transformations and it's fun to look back and think, Oh my gosh, I've been doing this for over a year now. And there's been transformations in people. And it's just really fulfilling to see like, hey, they were struggling with poor body image. And now they're able to look in the mirror and confidently take a picture with skin showing or something. Not that they need to, but <laughs> just to see the progress. It's really nice to see. That's awesome. And and I know you're also just a very busy person. Like you already, you kind of already alluded to that a little bit, but like all the little ways you're doing little things here and there. Like, um, I know you have like, you know, at your own company, like Dolly does it and things like that. Yeah. So like outside of coaching, like who are you as a person, you know, a family, animal, like friends, um, pets, yeah, things like that. Like, like what else you got going on? Well, I call my house a funny farm. It rooted back to even my childhood growing up because my parents live on a farm here in Iowa and I'm here this week visiting them. Um, but <laughs> they used to, growing up, we had llamas, we had goats, we had chickens. There were really aggressive ducks that you had to walk with a bat to make sure they didn't attack you. <laughs> and now I've got, <laughs> now I've got two cats and a dog. Um, and as I'm here visiting my family's house, my brother brought his two dogs. My parents got two more little Yorkies. So there's a Yorkie in the house and then my little Frenchie outside. And so we're trying to keep the dogs separate in different places because it's a little bit of a zoo here today. <laughs> but... <laughs> I only, my family is not very big. I've got a younger sister and an older brother. Um, and my younger sister, it's really a fun story. She's actually 14 years younger than me. She was 100% on purpose and a choice by the family. <laughs> so <laughs> we love her. She's not the, She's actually the favorite of the family. So it's awesome. And also, you have a little one. My little uh, boy, yep. Well, um, that I know keeps you very busy. 
Mm -hmm. I think I'd love to elaborate a little bit on like what Dolly Does It is all about and how you got that that all kicked off. And I think that's a huge part of like your life right now. It is. It is a huge part. Um, It started with Lorenzo, my son, because all I wanted to do was be a stay-at-home mom. I just wanted to be with my son. He was my driving factor. And so it's like, you go to apply for a job, you look for a job, and it's like, well, you've got to find childcare for your child. And I'm like, no, that's punishment. I want to be with him. And so I, when I went through that coaching course, leaned into the things that I love. And it's like, what does Dolly like to do? And then it kind of involved to Dolly does it. <laughs> Dolly will do this. Dolly will do this. And it's just things that I enjoy. And I translate it as things that are easy for me, but hard for somebody else. So little things around the house, cooking, cleaning, nutrition, <laughs> a little, little bit of exercise. Like I'm pushy and I'm helpful. I say that I'm aggressively helpful. And then I like the question when people say, well, what do you do? I say, I do my best. I do my best. <laughs> so it's very vague what I do, but it's like a misfix it. Um, but just help around the house. I mean, even with my coaching clients, I've showed up at their houses just to kind of walk them through how to build a meal and how to work with what they got. Um, I just, I'm aggressively helpful and that's just what Dolly does. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I love that. And, and do you, and you obviously have like your own, like, um, you know, health journey as well. Like, I know you've gone through like yeah. your own, like things, you know, better yourself, which I'm sure also translate to like why you want to become a coach and then like also help others do the same and leading them through that as well. Do you mind sharing a little bit about like your own personal like health journey there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, when I was younger and in my twenties, I was thin, healthy, everything was fine. I just thought that's how life was. I realized I was privileged because my mom cooked a certain way for a long time and I, I ate healthy foods. That was just how it was. I didn't realize how healthy I ate until I got out of the house and then I went out on my own. And I started exploring, like, you can go out and drink. You can go out to restaurants. There's so many yummy things out there. And I kind of leaned into all of, like, the nightlife and going out. Not that I became an alcoholic by any means, but I learned what alcohol does to your system. It's something that I had never had in my body until after my 20s. And so after I learned what those habits do to your body, I got to a point in life where I was married. I wanted to have kids. But I'm like, man, my pants are tight. These are uncomfortable. I keep having to get bigger clothes. And I sat down one night and I calculated it. And I'm like, at this rate, because I knew I used to be 120 pounds. And then when I was weighing in at 140, I was close to 150. I'm like, man, at this rate, I'm going to be 300 pounds by the time I'm 40. I don't, I don't want to get there, but I didn't know what I was doing wrong. And so I tried all of the things. I tried smoothie cleanses. I tried not Weight Watchers, but like looking at what they would say to eat. And then I would try to eat those portions and you'd see pictures that people would post online. I'm like, oh, that's a healthy meal. And I'm like, it wasn't. It was miserable. Like people having just cottage cheese and a tomato thinking like, oh, it's it's a great meal. And I'm like, no, you're missing so much. Um, but I ended up working with a nutritionist myself and um, she put me on an elimination diet. And I am so grateful that my elimination diet taught me healthier habits and I didn't actually have food reactions, but I know different things, how they trigger me now, but I don't have like a severe allergy. But once I lost that weight, I knew for a fact, okay, I can have a baby because now that I know how to lose weight, if I have a baby, I think you're guaranteed to gain weight. I need to know how to lose that weight again. (laughs) So I was priming myself and I did fine after I had a baby, I lost the weight again, but there was another event in life that I didn't plan for. It was divorce. I'm like, ah, oh my gosh, it was so stressful. And so it was high conflict. It was traumatizing. And so my stress went up. So as my weight went down, then it went back up through the divorce. And so then I realized looking in the mirror one day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not where I'm at. I don't want to be here anymore. And so I started making those choices again. I knew what to do and I got more disciplined. 
I started cooking foods at home again. I stopped going out because going out wasn't serving me. And then I still allow every once in a while when I'm ready, I'll have a drink if I want to, but I know how it affects me and I won't let it compile anymore. So I just leaned into my knowledge and I push it on other people. Not, not aggressively like that though. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say earlier, I was like, just so you know, like we had permission to enter our clients' homes when, you know, Dolly like this yes. didn't show up. <laughs> like the way you presented true. that. Yeah. You're like, yeah, just go to my client's house. They're like, just so everyone knows, like we had permission. <laughs> so so the, the, the funniest part with that was, um, you know, since we shared that on our, uh, support call that we have on Sundays. Um, one of my clients on her check-in this past week was like, uh, we you know we were asking about communication, like, you know, what happens, you know, if communication starts to kind of drop off. She was like, you know, in a jokingly way with her, she was like, please don't show up at my house. <laughs> <laughs> and she's actually someone that lives like within like 45 minutes of me. So like it easily could have happened. <laughs> I am delightful. People love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. And, and what do you think, like, when from your first experience of working with nutritionists and coach and things like that, like, what were, like, probably, like, the one or two, like, biggest things that you took away from that experience working with a coach yourself? Um, really pushing into getting out of my comfort zone. Like, knowing I feel comfortable here and I thought comfort was a place that you wanted to be in. Like, life was supposed to be safe. Life was supposed to be just good and things were supposed to go smoothly. And it's not how it goes. And so... I mean, I guess I had that comfort of if I worked at a nine to five job, I knew that a paycheck was coming in every other Friday. It didn't matter what was going on. Even if I called in sick, like there wasn't technically repercussions. Like you didn't, I wasn't on the, getting fired or anything like that, but I could still call in sick. And now it's like, now I've got the freedom where I told Chris this week, my win was I didn't have to ask for permission from anybody to come to Iowa. I just made a plan, showed up and I'm here because I can do everything that I do virtually. And I can reschedule with my Dolly does it clients if I do something else, but I mapped out my week. So when I have my child, I'm home with him. Like he's mine. <laughs> so I get to be a full-time mom when I have him half of the time. <laughs> so. I feel like lately you've been um, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone still today. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. I want you to elaborate a little bit about, you know, that journey, because I feel like what makes you unique um, is that you are always trying to better yourself as a person, as a coach, mm -hmm. um, which is a reflection of like your clients because you can, you have that um, relatability to your clients of like, Hey, this is where I was and mm -hmm. now look at me now. Right. Um, so like talk to me a little bit about like what you're still doing today to like push you out of that comfort zone. Yeah. So, I mean, when you surround yourself with a certain group of people, they all start to rub off on you a little bit, whether it's intentional or not intentional, but who you surround yourself with matters. And I surrounded myself in a coaching community and then I got involved with Chris and like coaching with him and just being a support to his team. And he would put out these challenges. And I remember the one in February, I think it was one that Sequoia put together and she's really good at building workouts. And so <laughs> as I'm getting through this workout, I'm like, I can't keep up with this. Like I'm, I'm feeling weak. I'm like, I can look in the mirror. I think, man, I look good, but why am I so weak? And I'm like, I'm not building muscle and I know the importance of it. And then I keep thinking, I am doing the world a disservice by lying about my age because I've lied about my age for more years than I can remember. <laughs> I'm like confidently saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to be turning 40 in January. And it feels good because I know the power of me pushing myself to go back to the gym and to do workouts and to build muscle. I'm going to benefit myself. And so when I get to menopause, which is going to happen, I can't avoid it. <laughs> I'm going to go through it as gracefully as I possibly can because I'm hearing stories from all the people that I work with 
on how miserable it is and all these flashes and everything that happens. And I know for a fact that building muscle is going to make those symptoms less. And then eating my protein and keeping a balanced amount of food where I'm eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like I've been all over the place where I ate one meal here, skip a meal there, save up for a good big dinner. Like we talked about my calories on the live last night of how I can sabotage myself so easily by going to Big B and Outback Steakhouse in one day. <laughs> but <laughs> I just, I push myself because if you're not always, you've got to learn and then you have to take action. And if you're feeling too comfortable, then it's time to learn and take some action again because it's uncomfortable to learn because you don't know. And once you know, then you've got to teach somebody else. And I just keep thinking about learning, growing, teaching. And that's just kind of like a cycle, kind of like my hair goes long layered short. It's just a cycle that I go through in life and I'm proud of. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so with like the clients that you work with, you know, and I think that, you know, you work and we've already said this, you know, a hundred times, so I think it's worth saying 101, you know, you, you connect so well with so many of your clients because you're, you're able to relate with them and also get down to their level. And, you know, whether it is like showing up and helping them cook a healthy meal, or if it's, you know, just trying to talk through some like, you know, tougher subjects and things like that. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think helps you be able to connect so much better with your clients? I have to say probably a tribute to my faith. Like I grew up in a Christian home. And I went to church, I went to a Christian school, it was like Monday through Friday, even on Sundays, Wednesday nights, like it was just, I want to say shoved down my throat. (laughs) But um, it, where I went to a point in life where I kind of strayed away from it, I've always come back to it. And I'm so rooted in my faith right now that it's, I don't know, it's easy that I don't have to push on anybody. That's one thing that I don't have to push on people at all is my faith. (laughs) I keep that to myself. But I think it shines through and it comes out because I talk to people with love and I see people with like loving eyes because I know that we all need grace. Everybody needs to be known, seen, and heard. And if I can't do that, then I'm doing something wrong because there's value in every single person. And if they can't see it, it's truly my mission. Just like, I want you to see how important you are, how much you matter, and how many, how much your decisions like have an impact on you. Like you're in control of the ship. You need to be a better, what, what would they call a person who drives a ship? Um, Cap- <laughs> captain. A captain. <laughs> person, you need to be a better pilot. <laughs> <laughs> wrong vessel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving sports analogies for a reason. <laughs> we'll leave those to Chris. <laughs> um, that's awesome. And, and I love that. And one thing I also want to pick your brain about a little bit, just because you mentioned it earlier about, you know, body image and things like that. And mm-hmm. Are there any specific like, you know, client examples? And I know this is a little bit more of a sensitive subject, but like, things that you've helped clients overcome in terms of like their body image that, you know, and like, how did you help them do that? So I think it's more of like an actionable thing as well as like, you know, one, the example, but then talk about how you help them through that transition. Yeah. I think the best part about being a coach, this is what it is, is because when you're coaching somebody who's going through this journey, they're in the picture, they're literally in the frame and they can't see what's going on and they can't see as things are shifting as they're even painting their own picture sometimes. And so I can stand back and say, hey, yes, you may have had a bad week, but look at what you've done. Because over the past months, I've had a couple of people where the scale hasn't moved at all. And I even in my own head get a little bit frustrated because I'm like, oh, what's going on? But I only see what they transfer over. So when they take their body measurements and then we see those progress photos, I can be the person that pulls them out of the frame, has them check back at this picture that they've drawn and built for themselves of their habits and how they've come so far. And they can say, oh my gosh, okay, the scale didn't move, but your body is slimmer. Like your body composition changed. And people don't, they don't think about the difference between what a fat loss is and what um, just weight loss can be. 
Like there's a difference between it. And a lot of times there's so much inflammation that you don't even know how triggered and inflamed you are until you start, I don't want to say cutting things out, but just shaping things in the right direction and finding the right proportions and the right balances. Cause it's not about making people lose and things that they love. Like I plan my donut days, you know, <laughs> you've got to have room for these fun things, but just being able to help them step back and look back and see, you know what? Sure. You had a bad week, but it's not, it hasn't derailed you. You just look back and see how far you've come and then they can see progress. So. Love that. Chris, anything to add to that or any other no, questions that you have? Um, no, I've, I'm curious, like with what is a couple client examples, um, <laughs> That if you feel comfortable, you know, sharing their names, you can. Yeah. But like, what are some things right now that you're seeing with your clients that you're working through? Some, you know, predominant things that you're seeing across the board right now. Yeah. I mean, it's Don and Diane that I specifically come to my mind <laughs> because both of them, the scale. Okay. Now, first of all, with Diane, I am confident that her scale was broken <laughs> because it would say the same thing every single time for the longest time. And then she got a new scale. And then it went up 10 pounds and we're like, what the? And so we're kind of losing <laughs> our minds over it. But as she's taking body measurements and as we're comparing photos, we're like, okay, we're going to put the scale on the back burner, keep weighing yourself daily, but let's keep focusing on your body measurements and the photos until we can actually see that the scale is moving. And the more that we've seen it moving in the past couple of weeks, it's like, okay, now we're back on track. Now we can see that there's movement and progress. And if something, at least you're reacting to something in a positive or negative way, and then same story with Dawn, like the scale wasn't going anywhere, but and she kept feeling like I'm a failure. I'm not getting far enough. I'm not doing enough. And one day we were able to all get on a call with her together. And we just kind of took this, took a step back, had her look at the picture and you could see a huge difference between picture A and picture G, <laughs> you know, like there were progress photos in between. So it's good to see that they can look back and see, like you may look at a picture of yourself today and think, oh, I look exactly the same. I have that same mindset problem because I look in the mirror, I look at a photo and I see what I look like, you know, two years ago or even six years ago. And I'm like, oh, it's so gross. And then I look at and compare the pictures and you can see that it's not the same at all. Like you've come a long way. So sometimes you have to physically put those pictures in front of you. So I guess I'm diverting to a tangent of like when these people take progress photos, I've got one girl that says, no, I'm not taking photos and I don't want to. And I told her, I won't disclose her name, but I told her, I said, well, you know what? I just visited you. We got a picture together. We're going to call that your first progress photo. I'll see you again in a couple months. <laughs> so I'm going to make you get them no matter what. <laughs> but progress photos are so important. So they, they can show you a lot. You're a liar. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. And talk about like... All right. So obviously, you know, like I, I jokingly, I've told some of my other clients, I'm just like, hey, like, don't don't get used to it. You know, Dolly, maybe going to the client's house. So that's not included with coaching. Um, <laughs> but but, you know, I say that jokingly with him. We all laugh about it, of course. But I, I, I think it is amazing that what you've done. And but I think just like once again, it shows like you taking that extra step. And what like what was the goal behind that? Like, and do you mind sharing a little bit about like you know, why did, you know, it wasn't just like, Hey, let's just grab coffee and just talk. It was like, you had a mission behind it. So what yeah. was the whole point of that? I think it's just a great story to share. Yeah, I definitely. It started with my family because I said, I'm going to coach them whether they want to or not. And so I showed up at my brother's house. Not everybody knew I was coming. And I said, we're going to go through your house. We're going to talk about your meals. And we had very open conversations. It was forceful, uncomfortable conversations because I made them open up about stuff. Like we had very personal conversations. It's not something that we always do. Um, but I started with the family. We did that. And it started with going through their cupboard and having to talk about good, better, and best. And so my initial thought was being a little bit crazy. I'm like, let's just 
wipe it out, start fresh. Like my brother, he can afford it. Let's make him buy new groceries. <laughs> and then <laughs> once I got there, I'm like, oh, deep breath. Like, that's not reasonable. Like, we need to work with what we got. And so I walked them through everything in their cupboard and I separated things out. I organized it. I said, this is a category of things that are good. They're okay. Like, they're nutrients. Put them in your body. It's going to give you food and energy. But these things are better. And we moved over to the freezer and we talked about the frozen foods that were in there and how some of them were pretty darn processed and some of them were better than others. And then we talked about the best foods, about the fresh stuff around the grocery store, the edges and things that are grown from the ground and you can cut up and chop and they're fresh. Um, and so that I carry that into different clients' houses when I go there and just start, I don't, I didn't organize their covers this time, but <laughs> I did for my family and for them. That's a Dolly does a job. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we're just talking to them about like, Hey, you know what? You do have good food and helping them get ideas to bring it together. Like what's good, what's better, what's best. And how can I make this better for myself? Because you, maybe you're working with something good, but you can add in an avocado. You can add in a tomato when you can add in some ground Turkey and then poof, you've got a whole rounded meal based off of something that was good. And then you added in the best ingredients on top of it to make it better. So. That's awesome. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure they appreciate that a ton. And that's something that um, actually one of your clients shared with us this morning um, that let me find that here. One of your clients was saying, uh, and Christy said, uh, I wasn't really sure how to feel about um, having a new coach, you know, as you know, she recently switched coaches, but mm-hmm. she said, let me tell you, when you ask for help on being how to, talk, how to cook healthy or in general, I never expected it. Um, so great. How, um, how, uh, let me see a little typo there. I'm trying to read through, um, working through things. And one day I got a text saying, good morning, beautiful. I'll be at your house by four o'clock. Are you ready for me? And <laughs> she was just like, it was so great just having that, like that one time for you to show up and really help her through a couple of those things. So mm-hmm. that's really, it meant a lot for her for yeah. sure. Well, and on a different yeah. level, like I'm connected with some of these people because they're local and we go to church together. So it's like, I mean, even if we don't go to church and even if we're not local, I'm still looking at you the same way. Like we, you become my coaching client. I tell Chris, yes, a new relationship. And I get so excited because we're together for six months, a year, maybe two years. I'm going to show up for you every day. So you better show up for me. So. That's a good point. Um, I think that's like one of your strong suits is connecting with your clients um, where they're at. Um, Obviously a lot of people need positivity in this world. Um, I feel like there's, they can be pulled in nine different directions of negativity and for you to be that maybe that one thing of positivity in their day, um, as coaches, that's a, an amazing opportunity that we have. Um, but I kind of want to shift a little gear here and obviously like we've already established, you have a lot going on with Dolly does it and, you know, coaching and everything else. Like where's this going for you in like the next like five years or so? Yeah, I mean, there's Dolly does it, and then there's the rental complex on top of it. So I have my home that's also a rental. Um, with I've got tenants, so I have to manage that too, which kind of folds into the Dolly does it. Um, I'm I want to grow a tiny community. <laughs> like I don't know how it's going to look yet, but I keep thinking tiny homes and bring everybody together, and then have a central central place where everybody can cook and eat food together, and actually be a whole community. And it's like it's kind of virtual right now and scattered all over the place. But I keep feeling like I'm living my purpose, and I'm feeling like I'm intentional in the things that I'm doing. And it's like, I may have this big vision and dream of what I want to do and where I want to be from now, but what it is, is falling in love with the journey to get there. Because I've even had to look back like today, look back two years ago, I, I've hit goals. I'm, I'm at a place that I never thought I would be. Like I said, I didn't have to ask for permission to come to Iowa. I'm just, I was like, all right, time to go. Let's do this. And here I am. 
showing up and I'm, I'm present for people. It doesn't matter where I'm at because you can be present for people everywhere. But it's important to just keep falling in love with this journey. And it's knowing that when I show up to the gym, I'm taking care of myself and I'm practicing what I'm preaching. And I hear what I say to people and I'm like, all right, do it yourself. Go do it yourself. <laughs> so I work out, I eat right. And it was so crazy with that first coaching um, event that I had where I had a coach. I was taught this, um, it was called Ikigai. And break it down into four different sections, four different questions. Um, what do I love? What does the world need? What can I get paid for? Um, and what am I good at? I think is what the fourth one was. And so as I listed out four different pages, long list for each one, you start circling what's in common, comes to the center purpose. And it was like my family, my nutrition, <laughs> and um, friends. It was a very small thing that I, I love the most. And so I keep focusing on that. And if it doesn't serve those purposes, I don't push for it. So. Well, Super cool. Super cool. Well, when we look at your clients, what are the, probably the most common things that some of your most successful clients have? If you like look like the most common like traits or habits, routines, what are your most com- um, most successful clients doing that gets them that success? I would say they reach out and they ask questions. <laughs> They're very open. They take time to get vulnerable with me because if you don't, if you don't take the time to get vulnerable with what's going on, like you have to really look in the mirror and do a self-assessment of like what habits in my life are truly holding me back because I had to do that for myself. There were tons of things that I was doing. Um, so I know that I see it in other people too, because even as I've come back to my family's house, I'm like, Ooh, the artichoke dip, Ooh, the chips, you know, like there's so many things that I can go back to old patterns real fast, but know that, Hey, you know what? You can take breaks. You can keep moving forward, but it is truly that mind shift. Like you have to change your identity And whoever thought that changing your identity was something related to health and nutrition, but it truly is because people will say, I hear them say, and I pick on people a lot. If I ever hear anyone say I'm fat, I'm like, no, you're not. You have fat on your body. That is not who you are. And I get passionate about it because I, it's your self-talk is so important. So the more you can get vulnerable and like, I start to hear how you talk to yourself. It's easier for me to call it out. I have been told I'm annoyingly positive and I've been told to shut up before because I know (laughs) like when you're in that negative tailspin, sometimes saying, Hey, think positively. Like that, that's not what I do because it's not about thinking positively. It's hard to do. Um, but shifting into like, Hey, you know what? You can feel this. You can be angry right now, but you know what? You're going to get better and you're going to pass. It's going to pass here. You're going to get through the storm and you can get right back on track. And then you're going to think, Oh, I needed that storm to grow kind of a thing. So it's just teaching them that you got to continually grow change your identity, stay vulnerable, keep pushing. Yeah. You might know the answer to this question, but I wanted to ask it anyways. Like, you know, obviously like we kind of covered a little bit of um, what you've been working on as a coach, as it, you know, as a person, but what is something right now that you want to focus on? um, Like personally and professionally, two different areas there. Um, what are, what is something you're working on right now, professionally and personally? Uh, well, personally, I have <laughs> pushed myself to get into the gym. I think I've carried a lot of anxiety around doing that. Um, <clears throat> I pride myself that, you know what, I am more active than I used to be and I can do home workouts and I would pop up a video on YouTube and kind of follow along and I'd look at other workouts and try to do those too, but I wasn't being too consistent. So, I mean, how consistent can you be when you don't make it like a big priority in your life? So, I started going to the gym more. Um, I I know that I'm not as consistent as I should be yet, but I'm pushing for it because I know that it's going to be necessary. 
but just that whole personal workout thing is <laughs> what I'm trying to work on personally. It's a challenge. It's not comfortable. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then the next thing professionally is just constantly reading a book getting a podcast in my ears or taking notes and taking time to journal because if you're not writing out your life's problems, how are you ever going to solve them? It's like a math problem. You don't sit in your head and just try to think your way through a complex math problem. You sit down and you write it out and you get all the steps. And so a goal without a plan is a wish. <laughs> so I've heard that many times and I believe that it's very true. So I, um, I keep a list of goals. I started at 5,000 and I've been working my way down. I'm probably only five or 600 into it. And I may never get 5,000 goals. But one thing that I learned was always have a list of goals because then you always have something to go back to. So there's things to improve on, things to keep learning. Um, I've color coded my life. So every single day is an opportunity for learning. And then it's like a mindset shift professionally, like too, when I go through something hard or if I have to, I had to take a tenant to court. That was really rough. Um, but when I had to do that, I would go to court. And as I'm learning the process, I would say, you know what, I'm going to learn a lot today. And that was the first thing that I told the person at the counter as I was asking for the paperwork and doing it. And at one point, doing it again, I have to learn a lot today. And I left in tears because I didn't know what I was doing and I was so frustrated and I felt like I was going in circles. But I can still breathe and say, I learned. I learned from that experience. So always yeah. be learning. <laughs> Professionally, always be learning. Never stop. I love that. And, and something that, you know, you mentioned about, you know, that, that gym anxiety. Do you mind kind of touching a little bit like, on that, like what helped you finally overcome that and go to the gym for the very first time, or maybe not the very first time you've ever gone to a gym, but like yeah. that, you know, at least this new chapter of like going back into the gym, like how did you overcome that anxiety? And what would you say to someone who is also maybe like, I'm comfortable at home. I really, really don't want to go to the gym, but they probably know that they would do better possibly inside of a gym. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I would think people are watching me. People are going to look at me. I don't want to be watched. I don't want to go to the gym to make friends. And I'm like, I'm a very, it's very personal to me. And so I'm a very quiet person when I get to the gym. And I guess my mindset shifted around this, around it this time, because as a coach, I'm like, people are watching you. Yes, people are watching you. And I had to shift from people are watching me to people are watching you. Like, you need to do this. Like, you need to be an example. You've got to lead by example and you need it for your own health. So like, mm -hmm. just do it anyways. And it's, not a matter of, it's just a discipline thing. I mean, I don't always want to do the thing, but I do the thing anyways because I know what it's going to do for me in the end. Just like eating Brussels sprouts. I do like them, but <laughs> um, you just you got to eat your vegetables. you got to drink your water. You just have to do these things whether you like them or not because they will get you where you want to be. Like I, I can compare myself to my entire family. I love them all dearly, but it's like my brother and I are only two years apart and he's got a handicap. But it's just different choices, different things that let up in our lifestyles. So he's got the opportunity to turn it all around just like I have the opportunity that I could turn it around the opposite direction if I didn't stay aware of what I was doing but the gym is worth your time it's well worth your time it's awesome what have you seen like just from the short experience that you've had in the gym like what benefits have you seen already like just I mean I know for me like mm -hmm. even my my mental health when I leave the gym I'm in a better mood my energy <laughs> like there's so many benefits that people just don't look at they all they really just only focus on like, Oh, I don't want to go in there and sweat. And um, I don't want to get bulky or whatever the case may be. But there's so many other benefits. What have you seen? Well, definitely the mood thing has been good, because I go in there with kind of a bad attitude. And then I come out with a good attitude. And then I feel the burn from the muscles like that, that I worked. I don't feel it today. But I did yesterday today, I need to get back to the gym. <laughs> today is goal. Um, so today, we're gonna get back. I've got time today. 
Uh, but when you can feel yourself getting stronger, because I was able, what I do is I make a list on my phone and I track the exercises that I do and I note down the weight that I pushed or lift or however I did it or pulled it. And I impress myself because I'm like, girl, you are so strong because <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, you can do a push up. That's a nice, cute little thing that you can do now. But then I did it on top of the scale and I'm like, man, I'm pushing up 90 pounds sometimes because I was doing push ups on the scale. It's very curious. Um, so I'm like, okay, you're stronger than you think. And so then when I got in the gym, I kind of used it as a motivating factor of like, let's see how much weight we can lift. Because in our app, it tells people how much, like, you lifted King Kong. <laughs> I think that's amazing. <laughs> so I get a kick out of that. I don't, I should put it in the app so I can see what animals I'm lifting. But it's fun to look through and say, hey, you know what? You just pushed 100 pounds right there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> so you feel strong. And that feeling stronger has just been invigorating for me. It's fun to be strong. That's awesome. That's awesome. Super mm -hmm. cool. What would you say to your clients that are, possibly listening to this right now that you know that you're currently working with or you know heck i'm sure there's probably somebody to listen to this right now that you know is may, maybe working for you or with, with you one day in the future like what would you say to them i would say get started right now <laughs> don't wait till monday don't wait till wednesday don't wait till the first of the month or don't wait till the new year right now is always the best time to start even if it's 2 31 in the afternoon start at that time <laughs> it's the best time to start um because it's your next bite. It's the next thing that you do. It's your next decision. And this is how you build habits. It's not about a big, huge plan or a big thing that you're going to do or the big, huge changes that you're going to have in your life. It's the next change that you do at your next step and your next decision. Mm -hmm. And then it's repeatedly making those good decisions over and over again, but keep breaking it down into one little thing at a time. I know that in moments when I had the most anxiety, I would have my family whispering in my ear, breathe, just breathe. Can you get through this minute? And it's like one minute at a time two minutes at a time. Can you get through the next five minutes? And it's like, if you can think of it that way and just break it down, give yourself the empowerment that you need because you can, you absolutely can do this. That's amazing. And, and you're, um, speaking of clients, one of your clients also, um, Diane, which you mentioned her earlier as well. Um, she also said that you are the best and you can talk to her about, or she can talk to you about anything and she, and you're always trying to help her with get through many obstacles. So um, shout yeah. out to her. And um, what else would you say to all your other clients listening? Well, stress. Okay. So I think about Diane. Some of the things that we talk about, I obviously won't share all the details of her things that we talk about, but stress plays so much into your diet, whether it is um, family things or financial things, or no matter what it is, like it can all pay, play a part into it. If it's your sleep, sleep is important. It could be your relationship. So we get on these calls and we don't always just talk nutrition and exercise. Sometimes we're talking about jobs. We're talking about kids. We're talking about finances. We're talking about ways to value yourself as a person or I'm giving books, but I'm just always encouraging them. Like, yes, I'm always learning, but you should also be learning too. I'm not your only teacher in your life. And so I, I push them to like learn and read and do other things. And it's just really encouraging because I know that I know that they're putting in the work. I love it when I see clients putting in the work. So it's awesome. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a lot of people when they automatically think of, because online nutrition coaching it's been around, but I feel like it's now even more, you know, um, noticeable. It's everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Where yeah. like they automatically think it's just, oh, it's just workouts and nutrition, like my macros and calories and, you know, all these other things. And it's like, there's so much else that plays a factor in this. Like, you know how many, you know how many times I've given calories and workouts to people that just never do it? 
like you don't need calories. You, you need people like Dolly who's going to like dig deeper and focus on the stress and like your daily habits and help you create and overcome these obstacles. I always look at nutrition coaching as like, you know, or coaches as like, we're just like, we bridge gaps. Like you have an obstacle that's preventing you from getting to your goal. And it's not calories. It's not workouts. It's everything in between. It's the mindset, right? Between the years. That's what it is. And so we're just bridging the gap to help you get there between all the adversities. Um, and I think you do a great job with that with all of your clients. You connect with them well. Um, they feel safe with you, that they can come to you. And, you know, I've always said, like, you, you can have the most, like, the worst personal trainer in the world has no idea about form, has no idea about programming, but he can be the greatest motivator. He can connect with his clients or he or she can connect with their, his clients very well. And you will be the greatest coach. You will get the best results because if you can get your clients to like run through a wall for you, like you're going to get the great results. If you can get your clients to trust you that you know exactly what, like they like hold them accountable and have those vulnerable conversations and get them to open up. You're going to be a great coach that has nothing to do with macros. That has nothing to do with exercise. And I think that's what you, you do really well with. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's always great talking with you, Dolly. And I, again, just resonates throughout the entire team and all the clients and everything. Everybody loves you and it's all for a reason. So uh, yeah. definitely a fantastic asset to Conquer Fitness Nutrition. So they just want to say thank you for everything absolutely. you do for Conquer. I feel like I'm in the right place. It's good. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, Dolly, anything else you'd like to add before we close out here? No, I think we covered a lot. I think, I don't know, it's just fun to see progress in everybody. And I know that I'm going to, I got to post on Facebook because some of the progress that I've had with clients is really quite amazing. Um, even Steve was one that I started with and he's come so far even then because he's not in the program anymore, but he's continued to take care of himself and he continues to push those workouts. So it's good to see like we can set people up for success. So even when they graduate from the program, when they're done, they're still taking care of themselves and they're living their lives confidently. So it's like, just know that this is a journey. It goes on forever. It's the rest of your life. Take care of yourself because you got to deal with yourself every single day. You're worth Absolutely. it. Awesome. Again, thanks Dolly so much for coming on today's show. So glad to have you. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.